Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hi, my name is Layla and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us as we discuss God's Word and get to know Him better. But before we jump into the Word this morning, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you again for another opportunity to come before you as little children, Lord, humbly and expecting you to fill us, God, and that you guide us with your Holy Spirit into the paths of truth and of righteousness, God, and that you give us wisdom and understanding. And Lord, we thank you for the equipment that you have given us, Lord, the anointing and our armor, God, and your word is most important. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers those that are in this room and those that are listening, Lord, and your people, God, and that you keep them, Lord, and that we find refuge in the shadow of your wings, God, and the Lord Almighty, Lord. We thank you that you are our horn, Lord, our tower of refuge, God, our buckler and our shield. And we just thank you today, Lord, and we take the victory in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Um, I tell you, I am excited, and I hope everyone else is excited and enjoying this, this study about the Lord's house as much as I am. <laughs> um, I don't know, having a great time. And, we are too, darling. And this morning, we're going <clears> to <throat> move forward. If everybody could turn to Ezekiel 43. And could I get a volunteer to read the first 12 verses, please? And and in this, uh, so I'll say, we're going to, to Ezekiel, obviously. The Lord has already, since chapter 40, been giving Ezekiel, well, same thing he gave to David, right? The plans and understanding about the plans and dimensions and all the details that we have been discussing, you know, surface discussing, given an overview of, right? But then he says something very specific. And, and what he says is, this is the law of the temple. And we need to understand this so we can, or and, and receive this and get this. So we can understand the significance and the de- and all the other details. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ezekiel forty-three, the first twelve verses, please. All right, I'll read it. Oh, afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces towards the east, and behold, the glory of the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when I came to destroy the city. The visions were like the vision which I saw by the river Sebar, and I fell on my face. And the glory of the Lord came came into the temple by the way of the gate, which faces towards the east. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then I heard him speak to me from the temp- I heard him speaking to me from the temple, while a man stood beside me, and he said to me, "Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet. 
where I would dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. No more shall the house of Israel defy my holy name. They nor their kings, by the harlotry or the carcasses of their kings in their high places. When I set their threshold on my threshold, and their doorpost on my door by my doorpost, with the wall between them and me, they defiled my holy name the by the abominations which I which they committed. Therefore I have consumed them in my anger. Now let them put their harlotry and the carcasses of their kings far away from me, and I'll dwell in their midst forever. Son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangement, its exits and its entrances, its entire design, all its ordinances, all its forms and all its laws. Write, write it down in their sight so that they may keep it, keep its whole design, all its ordinances ordinances and perform them this is the law of the temple the whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy behold this is the law of the temple mm. amen well there's a lot in there but do we have an answer to what the first or what the law of the temple is everything must be holy because he's holy mm-hmm. you're gonna say something brother okay the whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Not just the temple. So to, and, and you can look up the, the scriptures. and, um, But during Jesus' time, right, didn't he address that? It's not about who swears by the temple or who swears by the gold on the temple, right? Within the temple. It wasn't just the temple. He said the whole mountaintop was most holy now I understand this is in Ezekiel like wait this is <laughs> this is way way back towards the, the building of the second temple right yes okay but uh and then he, he continues in this right of the dimensions of the altar but I'll tell you, this isn't the first time we've heard this. It's not the first time the, the Israel, Hebrews, the, the Lord's children, have heard this. If you could, uh, let's go to Exodus 20. Now, you may be familiar with Exodus 20, because in the beginning of Exodus 20, the Lord begins giving what we know as the Ten Commandments. Right? Yes. Making it very plain what they are. But then could I also get a volunteer to read verses 18 through um, let's see. Lost my place here. <laughs> One second. 
through 23, please. Okay, I will. Please do, sir. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoked, smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, "You speak with you speak with us, and we will hear. But let not God, sp- but let not God speak with us, le- lest we die." And Moses said to the people, "Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that His fear may be, that His fear may be before you, so that you may not sin." So the people stood afar off, but Moses went near in the thickness dark, in the thick dark darkness where God was. Then the Lord said to, to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me. Gods of silver or gods of gold, you will not make for yourselves. Hmm. Does this sound familiar? Exactly what we just read in Ezekiel. This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. And then here in Exodus 20, 23, it says, You shall not make... He expounds off of what he says in verse 3 of Exodus 20. You shall have no other gods before me. Right? He then yes. sa- he says, You shall not make anything to be with me. Anything. Other places in scripture he tells us to separate the holy from the profane or the common. Not just the temple. Everything around, surrounding the temple, the mountaintop, is holy. So how does that apply to our lives? And and I want to open the floor up for for each of you to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and, and of course to ask any questions that you have because and, and I asked a question because it's clearly not just about the temple or the tent of meeting because what's not till Exodus 24 I believe 24 yes Exodus 24 that the Lord starts giving Moses the download as it were right the details for the tent of meeting or for the Lord's house. So it's not just about the building. Right? And we've been discussing how does this apply to our lives? So who wants to go first? Well, you can go. Okay, thank you, Promise. You're welcome. So when we're Considering the Lord and we're walking before him and looking at the things he's asked us to do. And each of us has our own unique path, but at the core of it, it's the same thing. He's asking you to walk after him in his likeness and in his image, which is what he created you as in the beginning. That's where you first were. And since um, Adam and woman, later to be Eve, sinned, it's taken a little bit of a detour. And so we're now here in the earth and that the choosing ground of whether we're going to stay in his likeness and in his image, or we're going to follow um, the path of the wicked one who said, I will ascend up into heaven and sit on the throne. I will surpass God. I will be God and God will be my servant. 
And so as we go throughout our days, um, don't just look at, is this right or is it wrong? And in light of the Ten Commandments, am I following the Ten Commandments? Your ultimate question, as mommy and dad always tell us, is it love? Is this love? Does this fulfill the love commandment? Does this please God? Because man can say, um, taking money from your siblings is just fine. You're technically not stealing it if it's in a community vessel. But yes, you are, because it's supposed to be equally divided and shared with everybody. And everybody's got a, a, I wouldn't say hand in the cookie jar, but everybody's got a share and a portion in it. And it belongs to everybody. But if you ask yourself, does this please God? Is this loving, true loving? Then you be able to judge whether or not you should... Um, do something or not do it and um being a temple of the lord being holy is not just doing the ten commandments um the rich young ruler told jesus i have kept all these don't steal don't cheat don't rob all those things from my youth but the one commandment he did not list was i have no other god before you and so jesus said go sell all that you have and give it to the poor. Now, he wasn't saying get rid of your money and become a pauper just because I want you to. But God was trying to get rid of his God and his idol that he had built up in himself. So that mm-hmm. um, God, Jesus, could come in and lead him in the way of righteousness and bring him into eternal life. That's what the rich young ruler asked. What must I do, good teacher, to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, but because the rich young ruler um, didn't love God... Um, and was unwilling to part with his little G, his little God, it cost him and it cost us when we do the same things. And every decision that we make to sin, it drives us further from him and it takes more of our time on our journey in the earth. Mommy and dad had told me, you have a set time in the earth. You can either live it out and seeing God's goodness and in the blessing all the time, or you can spend it with God trying to dig you out of ditches and pits and trying to put you back on the right track and because he doesn't want you to perish. So it's up to us to decide which path we're going to take. And when you decide that you're going to walk in the love of God, then all the other commandments are wrapped up and filled there and you will be most holy and you can approach him. You won't have to fear that um, you be struck down with lightning like the children of Israel. Hey, Moses, you go talk to him lest we die. They And you see there they were unwilling to repent for their sins. They wanted to send a middleman, uh, a mouthpiece. Go on, Moses, because they didn't want to conform and change and be in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ and the Lord, our God and our Messiah, our fir- the firstborn among us and our pattern. So I want to encourage the listeners that when you wake up in the morning, while you walk throughout your day, when you go to bed at night, think about and meditate on God's love. And that will change your life, not the Ten Commandments, not what so-and-so thinks is right but what God tells you to do and in that all the law and all the prophets will be fulfilled and you can walk confidently and stand before him just like Jesus was able to okay and there's nothing wrong with the ten commandments that's not what you're saying not at all right but trying to fulfill the law if you fail in one part of it you're guilty Guilty of the whole thing thing, right Mm -hmm. yes but the love of God offers us liberty and grace And the love of God does no harm to a neighbor. The love of God is the fulfilling of all the law and the prophets. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Oh, 
I would like to go. Okay, promise. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> okay, I'd like to build off of what Lara said where she was talking about the people they wanted to have a middleman with, have a mouthpiece with peace with God. So Lara was talking to me about that when our t- since we're the since we're the temple of God mm-hmm. and that we're not, not that there should be no profane thing inside of there. The Lord said the the people should be communing with God and not having a secondhand relationship because they won't be able to have everything everything that the Lord wants you to have they'll only have part of it and when you allow the Lord to go to work through you and to take out all the profane things then you'll be able to walk how the Lord wants you to walk for example inside of Exodus 32 I believe one moment the people made a golden calf. Okay. And they were worshiping the calf. So the Lord said, "If when you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want, I need you to help me to be clean, then you're not going to be doing stuff like making golden calves." And the Lord said that people may say that with their mouth, but it's actually their heart that the Lord goes by. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna go. Well, you said that you love me with your mouth, so I'm gonna help you. <coughs> and the Lord's also looking for an actual change. Not well. I do this change for a little bit, then go back to how it was. The Lord's not gonna honor that. Okay. What else? It then Ezekiel forty three. Mm-hmm. Where it says, This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Lord say if you actually accept the Lord there's n- he's going to work out all the bugs inside of your life mm-hmm. <laughs> and that everything you put your hand to it's not going to fail that not like if you do everything out of your flesh that's definitely going to fail in the end even though it might look like a success inside of the beginning okay but if you do it by what the Lord says, then it's going to stand. Like, for example, with... Um, if I try to help out the Lord and say, No, Lord, I'm going to go steal this gold so I can make the temple. Let's say if I was inside that time. Because you said you get gold, right? You said yes. These have to be made from gold. They have to be this length and weight and width and right. Yes. Okay. The Lord's not. The Lord's gonna say, but I already provided for you, so there was no need for that. Mm. And the Lord brought to my remembrance, um, King Hiram of Tyre, and with Solomon, I kept giving him 
He gave him occasional wood. Wait. Stone cutters, sir. There were stone cutters. Mm-hmm. And he also gave him gold. Mm. Versus if Solomon had went to go sack a, let's say, land of Philistines, then the temple would be profane mm-hmm. because okay. it would be blood. There would be blood smeared on the gold, not like in literal. So you're saying it comes down to obedience yes. to what the Lord is saying and how he's leading us. Yes? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm tracking with you, sir. Yeah, I'm still processing something, but maybe sharing it will help process it. Yeah, we're so, all learning and growing together there, as brother. As we look at Ezekiel 4312, okay. specifically um, the word holy, mm-hmm. um, the word used there is uh, Kadesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the definition is apartness, sacredness. Um, it's from uh, Kadash, a sacred place or thing, rarely abstract sanctity. Um, but it's a noun. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a way of being. It is, what, is what we, we are called to be, right? He says, well, it, be holy. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Well, yeah, yeah. Ah, thank you. So let's jump over to First Peter. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, One sixteen. Let me pull it up there in the um, interlinear. Oh, praise the Lord! Because it is written, "Holy you shall be," because I am holy. Well, in both cases here, "hagio" is used for holy, which is an adjective now. The definition is set apart by God, holy and sacred, from hagos, which um, um, sacred, morally blameless, religious, ceremonially, or consecrated. So I'm just wondering, we, we talked in the last podcast or the one before that about, you know, God's pretty detailed. He is very detailed. Everything. And we know that all scripture is God breathed through the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Why do we have a different word being used for holy? In these two references here. Because one is a noun and one is an adjective. One is descriptive and one is specifically of a thing. And and we're talking about the mountaintop. So the mountaintop itself is holy. So the mountaintop mm-hmm. can't be holy. It is holy. It is holy. Why is the mountaintop holy? That's what I'm trying to put together in comparison, mm-hmm. looking at the word holy and really trying to draw it together. So that's okay. where... That's why you've seen that furrowed look on my yes. brow for the last 20 minutes. For a while, yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's good. It's all right. So, uh, and I love how he, uh, we brought this up, right? What is that? Ooh, over oh. there. <laughs> I, was go- I was wondering, are you going to answer this, honey? Oh, no, you got it. I'll let you have it there, honey, honey. It's just a simple question, but I'm, I mean a simple answer. So, we are God's workmanship, mm-hmm. right? We have the vessels of honor and dishonor. The, the vessels of gold and silver that were designed for the house of God. And he, once consecrated, he took them and said, these are mine. Now, once he said that, didn't other people take the vessels and profane them and do mm-hmm. ungodly things with them? Yes. So, it can both be a holy thing. The noun, in and of itself, is holy. However, when you take it and do unholy things with it, you have now defiled it. 
So he's telling us, I've already set you apart. You're holy unto me. Enjoy that. <laughs> Stay there. Mm-hmm. And then you take yourself and keep yourself from doing unholy things. Keep yourself in the holy way in your actions and what you're doing because you've already been set apart to the glory of God. Does that make sense? So Dean, boink, you're holy. That's it. Now, as and, Dean. And why are you holy? And why? Because God said you are holy. Okay. So you are holy. So you're saying we don't separate them. So you are holy. Now go be holy. Because he has consecrated you. Sanct- <laughs> he has sanctified you. Be, yes. Yeah. Yes. Remain yes. being holy yes. by how you are, but mm-hmm. I have made you holy. He you, consecrated you. you. you he holy. set you apart That's right. for his service. So it's not one or the other. It's both. Amen. There it is. <laughs> it is both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So he's already done it. Now it's just your or our, each of us individually, right? I'll say for me, right? Because it first applies to me, so I'm not disqualified. Amen. I have to remain. Remain in your abode. Right? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, right? As Jesus prays. But then he also talks about the fruit. And that your fruit would remain. Mm -hmm. We have to remain in him. Rooted and grounded, right? Which is part of the reason David is saying, can say what he says. I am this. I am an olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. And so in his presence, I'm rooted and grounded in him mm-hmm. is what he's getting at. And Layla made a good connection. Mm-hmm. Lucifer was created in a holy state. He was made holy. Mm-hmm. And then because he wasn't satisfied, he left his abode and became unholy. So we should be satisfied. We can, we can look at ourselves that way. God made us holy when we came into Jesus Christ. We've been set apart, sanctified, washed by the blood of Jesus and sealed by the Holy Spirit, the guarantee that comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, in that state, we should remain and let our actions confirm and bear witness and, um, what's that word? Confirm that this is what God has done. And that demonstrate. We agree. Demonstrate, that's right. They should all go together mm-hmm. and we should remain there versus departing and thinking, I've got a Lord, why'd you make me this way? I need to go do this over here. Lord, I need to go do that over there because I think this is a better idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Amen. Something that stood out to me in the, in the previous um, podcast episode that we did about this, okay. when we were looking at David, David's life ministers to me. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate the way he loved God. And I appreciate that um, he pursued God, even when it was hard for him and it was a challenge and it was difficult. And also something I see in the Apostle Paul. And I wrote down, um, and, and this is something that is important to me that I, I think about and I keep it before my eyes, is that I don't want to be disqualified from the things that God has for me. I don't want to disqualify myself from attaining, obtaining, and being all that God desires and designed for me. And and his great detail and his great love, his great love for us, and the fact that he is love gave birth to the detail. That's why he's so detailed, because he is Mm -hmm. love. That allotted for me, and I'm just talking about myself, but it goes to all believers. He allotted for us to have a specific place in him and a specific role in being a part of his family and being a part of the body of Christ he designed and carved out good works for us to walk in. And because he loves us, he didn't just throw us sloppy seconds. He didn't just go, 
Well, I, I guess you can cut down a tree. I guess you can take out the trash. I guess you can, you know, do this, that, or the other. Which taking out the trash is very important. Um, but he it wasn't. Is. We weren't an afterthought to him. Correct. We weren't an afterthought. And if he asked us to do something, it's because it comes with great honor in his eyesight towards us. And we oftentimes exchange what comes with honor in God's eyesight for what comes with uh, vain glory in the eyesight of mankind. And we put away from us what he called us to do because we don't see the value in it, because we don't think it's good enough. We don't think it's um, special enough or spectacular enough or powerful enough, you know, making air quotes or any of those things that it should be desired. But that's the very thing that God uses to confound the world's wisdom. He takes mm-hmm. the small things. He takes the base things. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So here I am, Lord, <laughs> use me. I'm nobody. I don't, I mean, in the grand scheme of life, who knows who I am, but Jesus. And without Amen. him, I can do nothing. But if I honor him and what I do, if I fulfill the role that God has for me, then I am complete. I have done my purpose. I've finished the work that God has assigned me to. And that's something that's so sacred to God. Because when we look at what Jesus did in the earth, he didn't say I came down here and sat on the throne and now I'm going back. He didn't say I came here and, you know, people carried me on their shoulders and fed me grapes. He came and he served and he said, I did the work that you asked me to do, Lord. So you could be glorified. So that you were glorified. And now that it is finished, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world was. And that is, that is sacred to the Lord that we do what he called us to do, that we mm-hmm. are who he called us to be. And the first aspect and dynamic of that is the body of Christ Amen. is we are saved, but then we are holy within our salvation. And in that holiness, seeking after God. You know, um, the Lord is our prize. Amen. The Lord is my prize. Our I can, great reward. I can make that declaration. The Lord is my prize. And because he has to be what we're looking for. And I see that in David. You know, after he had his his instance, um, you know, and it, it was a buildup to Bathsheba, but you can see how that derailed him Mm -hmm. but he didn't just lay there and go oh god i missed it i'm only ever gonna miss it and he he didn't wallow in that but he let god restore him to come back to you know going out hearing the voice of god living a righteous life before him and able to commission his son to carry the journey to pass that baton to him and hearing hearing god and being able to partake in even if it was from a distance what God wanted to bring about in the earth mm. because his time on the earth was, it was time for him to go home and transition to be with the Lord. But I love that he had that reconciliation and was able to enjoy that before going home. Amen. So what you're saying is the willingness to allow the Lord to expose things in him so they can be dealt with and led he can to, be built up right led to reconciliation and yes. f- finishing the plan of god and, and Layla, you brought this up in a previous podcast about um the lord exposing things and you in reference to what your mother and i have said which is and this is what the lord does i'm gonna expose this root i'm not gonna uproot it you're going to uproot it right you, you have, have work to, to do you have to or want to despise it you have to exactly mm-hmm. you have to want to despise it so uproot it destroy that and replace it with truth, or make the choice to just rebury it. Mm-hmm. 
and, and remain a friend with it. Mm-hmm. The hope is always that you uproot the things that, are n- that don't reflect Christ and his nature and his character and his attributes and replace it with him, which is truth. But that's a choice and decision we all have to make. And, and I love, honey, how you brought this up. Was David was willing to, yes, acknowledge his faults, mm-hmm. his flaws, his sins before the Lord, but also to allow the Lord to deal with them. He was willing to deal with it so he could be right and in right standing in Amen. alignment with the Lord. Amen. And that's the hope and the prayer for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Expose the weak so it can be strengthened. Amen. Amen. I love that quote, brother. Amen. And I just want to encourage you. God always comes to us first, one-on-one. God to his child. He always comes to us tenderly mm-hmm. and privately. <laughs> Amen. To help us to deal with things. And other people, as in other voices for the Lord, only get involved when we fail to acknowledge what he's telling us. Nathan only had to come to David when he wouldn't ignored listen. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right, when he would not refuse to listen. And then, but but he did get it. Yes. He did get it. He didn't persist and go further into darkness and mm-hmm. further into sin. He didn't refuse God. He he came to him, as you said, which is admirable. I, I love that about him. He repented, and that's what God honored and respected in him as well, that he mm-hmm. was a man after God's own heart. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stop there for today. And uh, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. (laughs) Thank you, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another enjoyable moment in your presence, Lord, with other believers, our brothers and sisters, Lord. And I thank you for the seal of the Holy Spirit that you've given Mm -hmm. to us, Lord, and that you have washed us white in Christ's blood, Lord, that you have made us new and you've given us a cloak of righteousness, Lord. You have taken away our filthy garments, Lord. And you have given us the robes of righteousness, Lord, and the sandals of peace and of truth, God. And you have Mm -hmm. anointed our heads with your oil, Lord, and set a crown upon our heads, God. And you cause us to stand up tall in the presence of our enemies, Lord. You hold our heads up high, God. And you lift us up, Lord, and we just thank you for that, for the confidence that you give us to Mm -hmm. go out and to come in in your name, Lord. And we just thank you for your mercy and your abundant grace, Lord, and the blessings that you have given us, Lord. And we just continue to make that declaration and to walk in that, Lord. We choose today. Choose this day whom you may serve, who you will serve, Lord. And we choose today Mm -hmm. to serve you, God, to walk upright in your name, Lord, and before you, God. And we just thank you for that and for the opportunity, God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.